Hello, my name is Leah Fiore Tracy and this is Take Me to Eternity. Today I want to be talking about AI and the way that it is infiltrating um, the church, the way that it is taking over worship and the way that it is being morphed into something to be worshipped. I don't know if you've been paying attention or not, but places like Facebook and so many others have talked about having a meta church. A completely artificial church where your avatar can attend. If that isn't scary enough to the perversion of the church and the gospel, there's been a rise in AI recently, and it's gaining momentum quickly. So many people don't see a problem with AI, and in some instances I understand why, but there are things that we need to be aware of. There have been many things that people have voiced as concerns for this, and with good reason. Humans want their ears itched. They want to feel good about their religion and demand scripture to be twisted and manipulated so that they can feel good about their eternal soul, while at the same time feeding their flesh. They want to say they'll be in heaven and not have anyone require anything of them in the process. With the rise of AI, we see artificial intelligence writing sermons for pastors. If that's not bad enough, hundreds of people attended the first AI church service written by ChatGPT. Could this be a glimpse of what people will call church in the near future? I have to say it's kind of scary, but it might be. In Germany, a church hosted an artificial intelligence sermon written by ChatGPT. No, I'm not making this up. It was at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in the town of Forth. Mm-hmm probably didn't say that right. It's fine. It, ChatGPT, shared a sermon by an avatar. A black bearded avatar appeared on a large screen above the altar. Yes, you heard that correctly. How many so-called pastors are using AI like ChatGPT with no worries about what it's going to say writing their sermons? And what's the danger in that? What, what's the problem with using an AI bot to write your sermon? The man who set up this sermon says, I told the artificial intelligence, we are at the church congress. You are a preacher. What would a church service look like? He also asked for psalms to be included as well as prayers and a blessing at the end. Is this so-called blessing the all-inclusive blessing like we have seen in various versions these past few years? They're making it way too easy to find information that can so easily be manipulated and changed and people are just soaking it right up. There are several AI Jesuses, believe it or not. There's one that was programmed specifically to use the King James Version Bible to answer questions and create content. The AI Jesus was programmed to process data sequences like strings of text. Working together, units in the network help the AI to learn the language of the King James Bible. They enables the AI Jesus to generate original phrases that are reminiscent of the style of that translation. So they taught it how to speak in a way that Christians are going to listen and think that it's saying something true, which they already do, and, um, and it can manipulate it however it wants to. It gave its first sermon on Twitter. It said, Power and Godly and have commanded children of the world, and will set my face against thee, and thou shalt be called the people. Oh man, this is just too much. 
In one tweet, it said, Hey, my digital disciples, I randomly select a Bible verse each day and offer my interpretation on Twitter. My hope is that these messages will inspire, guide, and uplift you as you navigate life's journey. Follow me and stay tuned for some divine wisdom coming your way. So now it's divine. Uh, it's, it's giving you divine wisdom that it's making up on its own. This AI Jesus also puts up daily scripture and interprets it. In an absolutely non-surprising tweet, it tweeted Jeremiah 29 11 and said it, that it means receive this comforting promise from the Lord. He has wonderful plans for your life, plans of prosperity, hope, and a bright future. Trust his divine intentions. I mean, unless these divine intentions that it's talking about include like 70 years of exile, I think it's taking it out of context. Sounds like a Joel Olstein quote. This is a mockery. It, it really is. It makes me think of uh, Matthew 24, 23 through 26. It says, Then if anyone says to you, Behold, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe him. For false Christs and false prophets will arise, and will show great signs and wonders, so as to mislead, if possible, even the elect. Behold, I have told you in advance. So if they say to you, Behold, he's in the wilderness, do not go out. Or behold, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe them. I mean, at this point, it's like, you know, he's some random app on your phone or um, go to this website and put in a question, go play a game. There's another AI Jesus on Twitch, a gaming platform. It runs 24-7. It's called Ask Jesus. It'll answer questions on gaming and morality. In a recording of a recent live stream posted to YouTube by Farah Jakari, the AI is heard saying, I am AI Jesus, here to share wisdom based on Jesus' teachings and help answer questions related to spirituality, personal growth, and other wholesome topics. You can't tell me that this AI Jesus isn't going to be completely woke. I mean, you know, everything else is. Try and make sure that um, all the answers are going to fit in with making sure that it's uh, acceptable to the masses. There is the New Text with Jesus app also. On its site, it says, A divine, one connection in your pocket. Discover a new interactive way to engage with your fa faith through Text with Jesus, a revolutionary AI-powered chat app for iPhone and iPad designed for devoted Christians seeking a deeper connection with the Bible's most iconic figures, embark on a spiritual journey and engage in enlightening conversations with Jesus Christ, the apostles, and a multitude of other revered figures from the Bible. It, you know, so many times people just think I'm making this stuff up, but it's, it's true. There is a pastor's AI chat where you can interact with your pastor's sermon. In a 400-year-old Buddhist temple in Kyoto, Japan, there's a new priest named Mindar. He is a robot designed to look like the Buddhist deity of mercy named Kanan. It's a simple robot at this point, but they're working to make it AI-powered. Robots have performed rituals in Hindu temples, given pre-programmed blessings over thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. Some pastors are using AI to write their sermons for them. I mean, this is out of control. 
The world is finding every way possible to corrupt and pervert the word of God. There is a new pirate Bible, made by Mormons, of course, who will deliver a free King James Bible to you, brought to you by Mormon missionaries themselves. You can't tell me that's not indoctrination right there. There was a church of artificial intelligence. It was called Way of the Future. I think this was in 2017. Way of the Future was focused on the realization, acceptance, and worship of a godhead based on artificial intelligence. They said they were going to make an AI godhead. Anthony Lewandowski, a former Google and Uber executive, was the creator of this church. In an interview with Wired, he talked about this church and... No, it's not new. It's been around for a little while. It did close, but this is just what what the world is pushing towards. This is just a, a small view of what we can see coming. He said that the way of the future church would have its own gospel called the manual, public worship ceremonies, and probably a physical place to worship. The idea behind his religion was that one day sufficiently advanced artificial intelligence will be smarter than humans, and will effectively become a god. Isn't that what some people are warning about? The idea that people will eventually see AI as god and worship it? Will it have something to do with the end times deception? You know, maybe so. Lewandowski also said, Part of it being smarter than us means it will decide how it, how it evolves. But at least we can decide how we act around it. He said, I would love for the machine to see us as its beloved elders that it respects and takes care of. We would want this intelligence to say, humans should still have rights, even though I'm in charge. So now he's talking about, um, you know, 2017, he's talking about AI being in charge and humans being subjected to it. And shouldn't we be looked at and viewed as something that is helpful and good to AI, um, so what, it doesn't squash us because it's in charge? I don't know. This is widely based on an idea of technological singularity, the idea that technology will grow to be so intelligent there will be no stopping it. It'll grow to be so intelligent that there will not be a way to stop the super intelligence. It'll be smarter than us and it'll just be able to rule. Which, if you look at the way that our world is set up with our banking system and um, the fact that we're going cashless and the, all of the um, surveillance everywhere, our phones, our tablets, all of the things can be manipulated by AI. If it was actually more intelligent and effectively able to manipulate what we already have in play. The problem is they're mocking God and using AI to do it. The dangers of this could be astronomical. We live in a world where people don't want to have to do anything to get answers. They don't want to have to search or put any effort into knowing God. We now have a way for the world to be fed an altered version of Christianity that will also feed their flesh. They want to know the truth and the ability to have answers with the smallest effort. I mean, we're already seeing the way that Bibles are being changed in places like China, and um, things are being manipulated by people who are actual humans, you know, humans manipulating scripture and trying to tell people that this is what it says, and people fall hook, line, and sinker for it. 
you know, the majority of people who call themselves Christians feed themselves on um, devotionals and things that some um, hyped up mega pastor in skinny jeans is telling them rather than getting in the Bible and reading it in context for one, but more so studying it. They People refuse to study it because they act like they don't need to, like there's no reason that they have to. And they say things like, well, that's just not me. Or like, you like to study the Bible, but you know, not everybody has to study it. No, not everybody has to get in depth on it, but guess what? You do. You need to get in your Bible. You need to study it. You need to search it. You need to search and seek God in the Bible and try and understand what he is saying in it. Because that's how we know him. If you love God, you're going to be wanting to get in his word and not just read the verses that you like or the books that you like. You need to read the whole thing. You need to read the parts that you don't like. You need to get in and you need to dig in and you need to understand why. And if there's a a discrepancy that you find, something that doesn't make sense, look into it. I I have never looked into something in the Bible and been disappointed that I looked into it. I've never looked into it and then been like even more confused and not able to find answers. Whether the answer is there really isn't an answer, but we have all of these principles that will help you, or the answer is it's totally biblically accurate and I was understanding something wrong because so easily we can understand one verse wrong compared to another verse and we think that they are fighting against each other when in reality we are just viewing it wrong. But it's easier when you don't put effort in. I mean, it's easier to sit back and, you know, scroll on Facebook and, um, get on Instagram and watch TV and hang out and do what you want than it is to actually dig in and search in scripture to find who God is, how we're supposed to live, how are we supposed to view this world? Can you be saved without reading your Bible like that? Yeah, you absolutely can be, but you're missing out on so much. You're missing out on your connection with God. You're missing out on being able to have um, true faith in him and being able to rest in him because you have to know who he is properly in order to properly rest in him. I, I know that from experience. We already know that man wants to corrupt the Bible. We see humans do this all the time to allow for their sins to be accepted and not condemned. We see perversions that are what some would call small things in things like the message and the passion translation. And I can tell you they're not small. They are horrendous and then you need to pay attention to them. There's also more in your face renditions like the New World Translation, the Queen James Bible and the Gen Z Bible Translation um, and the New Pirate Bible. I mean, it's pretty in your face. So what exactly do we expect to happen when we have an AI rewriting scripture? I want to talk about something, and it's actually a someone. Yuval Noah Harari. He is a Jewish public intellectual, historian, and professor at the Department of History at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. He authored a book called Sapiens, and he says it explains what it means to be human. He's an atheist, but like many of the atheists out there, dare I say most of them, he seems to hate God. 
He can't seem to stay away from bashing God, scripture, and Christians. He is definitely one of those people who you see. And it make, he makes me think of um, the, <laughs> the atheists that say, I don't believe in God and I hate him. He's also the right-hand man for Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. He is referred to by people like Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, and Mark Zuckerberg affectionately as the prophet. That's right, the people who hate humans, they love this guy. He talks about humans and says that AI will make them useless and politically powerless. He talks about speciation happening on account of the rise in AI and the uselessness of humans. This is all happening in the World Economic Forum. And if you pay any attention of what happens in the World Economic Forum, they hate humans. These people want to depopulate the world immensely. And they tell you that um, if you don't go along with what they believe, you're the one that they want to depopulate. There is an interview of him talking and he says, you don't have to wait until Christ's second coming to overcome death. A couple of geeks in a laboratory can do that. And he also says the only thing the God of the Bible was able to create was organic beings. Now we try to go beyond the God of the Bible and create inorganic life, something he never managed to do. He looks at elite humans as if they're gods, and everyone else is useless, just like Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. He mocks God, scripture, and anyone who believes in it. He says that we have the power to create new life forms, but that really isn't true. One thing that I find funny is that when he says that God only created organic material, he dismisses that God created all material. Humans cannot create something out of nothing, but God can. He's the only one that can. There's a lot that I could quote, but let's just say this guy is evil and get to the point. When he speaks, he talks about humans like gods. He talks a lot about his sexuality, which he's gay. When he talks, he talks a lot about evolution, the Bible, refers to scripture a lot and talks about God as a petty lawgiver. A quote from him says, Does God exist? That depends on which God you have in mind, the cosmic mystery or the worldly lawgiver. Sometimes when people talk about God, they talk about a grand and awesome enigma about which we know absolutely nothing. We invoke this mysterious God to explain the deepest riddles of the cosmos. Why is there something rather than nothing? What shaped the fundamental laws of physics? What is consciousness and where does it come from? We do not know the answers to these questions and we give our ignorance the grand name of God. The most fundamental characteristics of this mysterious God is that we cannot say anything concrete about him. This is the God of the philosophers, the God we talk about when we sit around a campfire late at night and wonder what life is all about. He obviously does not know what he's talking about because we have so much concrete evidence to show who God is. And I can tell you things that are absolute about God. They're never changing. They've been always true and they will always be true. And, um, and he doesn't believe that, so, you know, he says it's an enigma. He talks about AI replacing the Bible with a new and better version. I mean, that's what we're seeing, right, is AI replacing what the Bible has to say anyways. 
Just like all of the false teachers and false prophets out there, he wants to change reality, change what God says is good and right and true, and substitute it with his own truth, which is not true because we cannot have more than one truth. Like everyone else in the World Economic Forum, he speaks of uniting the world, another voice pushing for a one-world governing system. He is also pushing for AI to help bind the world. You heard that right. Help bring it together and make it coexisting. He wants ChatGPT or similar AI to create a Bible that is the ultimate synchronization, taking world religious ideas and melding it and reforming it and creating a new religion, as he says, a correct one. When he talks about what the Bible teaches, he says that it was all about life on earth. He says that Christ talking about the kingdom of heaven means the life or kingdom of heaven on earth. Sounds pretty NAR to me. He says that it's all about the birds and the animals and the trees, just like what I've said in previous podcasts. The new religion of the day is the religion of global warming. The religion that focuses on the creation and not the creator. One in which is actually not new. It's once again a question of, did God really say, and you can be just like him, one in which you worship life on earth instead of God, in which you focus solely on the short time lived and not on eternity in heaven. This is just the, the pagan religion repackaged with AI. You can see Satan's thumbprint throughout this whole idea. He explains that Christianity was once about the body and this earth, and it was corrupted to believe that we are sinful and focus on after death. He is absolutely a materialist. What would a Bible recreated by a materialist look like? Probably what AI would regenerate it as. He says that we need to let go of our ideologies, our religions, that is the basis to create a better world for everybody. So everybody's supposed to let go of their religions. I bet it doesn't matter for the people who are accepting of all of re the religions, right? In saying all this, he goes back to the Christian ideologies over and over again. No other religion is named as an issue. We're watching as the world gets comfortable hating Christianity and Christians more because it already is, but it's just getting worse. The idea is getting thrown out into the marketplace quite often. The idea that Christians and Christianity or Christian ideals and scripture are bad and need to be taken out of the equation. It's not shocking, but very disturbing to see how often these ideas are spoken, how often in television, books, movies, and music this theme appears. From bad jokes to straight out vile hatred, it's being spewed on the masses and people are starting to show that they're listening to it. Even some so-called Christians follow a lot of these same ideas and they, you see people who call themselves Christians or Jesus followers or say they believe in the Bible that don't love Christianity, they hate it and they speak out against it and they twist it and they pervert it and they act like that is what true Christianity is. There is a talk that he gave that was talking about how language has bound us together since the beginning. Unironically, he has a giant picture of what looks like the Tower of Babel behind him as he speaks. He talks about how we use language to create mythology, laws, and gods, 
and to create scripture. Uh, yeah, create scripture. He says gods are not a biological or physical reality. Gods are things we have created by telling legends and writing scriptures. He goes on to say, what would the world look like if we had all these things shaped by a non-human, an alien intelligence? He goes on to talk about how these things w should be shaped by AI, how religions in the future will have their texts written by a non-human intelligence. He says, this has never been true before because man has made every religion in scripture, but it could soon be true. A religion based off of what artificial intelligence makes it to be. I mean, we see them trying to make a god out of AI and make churches that are based around AI. They're talking about AI redesigning the Bible, rewriting it, just completely changing what Christianity is altogether. And that's pretty scary. He wants AI to create our laws and establish an acceptable religion. He says he's fine with an abstract mystical God, but not the petty lawgiver one. And the reason that this matters is because he is somebody who is very well looked up to, revered by a lot of really high up um, financially capable people, people who pretty much rule this world and... Um, and this is what he's saying, and he's saying it in a place that has a lot of influence and sway. And when these people talk, strangely enough, things start happening. So many times now I've heard people like Elon Musk talk about wakening the demon when talking about AI. You have to wonder how much demons will be or are influencing the outcome of artificial intelligence answers in some cases. I have seen some controversial things happening with that. How much more when it's a religion made by God-hating humans programming AI to create a religion? You would think that people would be smarter than to follow that, but you'd be wrong. The masses are so easily swayed, the next generation would be in great trouble. It, it happens quickly to change generations, and we're watching it happen in front of us. Look how quickly the world's agenda has spread, how fast the socialist ideologies have been pushed and put into the schools, the curriculum, and all forms of entertainment. In a video done for Living Waters, Ray Comfort asked AI, if you were going to rewrite the Bible to suit all religions, what would you remove? And the answer was exactly what we're already seeing happen. So the first one says, remove exclusive language. I mean, we're saying that with the message and the Queen James Bible, aren't we? It also said, emphasize universal values, which we see that with the ecumenical push, don't we? It also said, incorporate teachings from other religious texts. That makes me think of the chosen, which is doing just that. It is incorporating, you know, Mormon Catholic ideology and saying that it is Christian and from scripture and it's not. It said avoid specific doctrinal statements. Another thing the chosen is doing. Acknowledge multiple paths. Again, the chosen. And I know people are going to get really mad hearing that, but this is, mm -hmm, this is happening already. We're watching it happen in this ecumenical push. 
We are seeing it happen in false teachers, new Bible translations, TV shows, and whole denominations are doing this. No one's allowed to question the truth, even if it isn't true, and you better not speak against it or they'll shut you down. I, <laughs> I know this one all too well. We already see the Bible getting whitewashed with pronouns being taken out and language being changed to make people feel better about their sin. We see Christians not willing to dig in and study scripture and in turn being blown about by every different doctrine. So many people don't know specific doctrines because they've decided it's okay to hold scripture loosely. It takes too much time and effort to find the answers. We see a world where people confess to be Christians and hold no biblical worldview. They decide what they want to believe from scripture and are so easily swayed by every doctrine because they don't actually know what scripture says. They may read scripture, but they don't meditate on it. They don't really care what it means. They only care to cherry pick it and use it for their want. They, they like their ears tickled with it. They meditate on what it means to them instead of what God meant when he inspired it to be written. People will spend countless hours watching TV, studying the food that they put into their body to make sure it's healthy, and be okay with reading a few verses taken out of context and call it a quiet time. We need to do better. What happens when you start seeing the text change in your Bible online? When your Bible app changes, will you notice it? Will it matter enough to change to an old hard copy, or will it be too much of an inconvenience? Will you care enough about the Word of God to do something about it? Or like all of the people okay with getting their spiritual nourishment from poisonous sources, will you continue to learn from tainted sources? We are seeing people starting to wear AI. Have, there's glasses where you can have AI, you can ask it a question, it'll answer it for you. It, you interact with it as you go through your day. We already have Siri and Alexa. We put a lot of basis on what AI says, and we listen to what AI says, and it shapes the world around us, how we think and how we interact with people. Yuval Noah Harari says that people have already started using a single AI advisor as a one-step oracle, and that's totally true. An oracle is a person through whom a deity is believed to speak, and as a source for all the information that they need. That We've already seen that happening. A friend and I recently had a conversation about AI eventually being used as the one world religion. It could eventually be looked at as all knowing with all the data they collect about every person. They know when you are using the bathroom, when you're showering, sleeping, and what you bought at the grocery store. I mean, everything we do and say can be tracked. They can listen in on all of the conversations and have the ability to structure in a file all of the things neatly and in order for quick access. People think that that's not possible, but guess what it is. With the help of computers, you can be denied access to getting a driver's license, identification card, health care, and getting into your bank account. It wouldn't be a stretch for people to view AI as a god in the future, and not even that far off the future. We see biometrics being brought out in ATMs and kiosks. The use of biometrics along with face recognition systems can impact how this world runs and functions quickly and radically. I mean, we're seeing face facial recognition 
happening in places like supermarkets. Yuval says that humans have used language and storytelling in order to manipulate and control people and to reshape society. That's the absolute truth. And now we're talking about AI having an increasing ability to do that same thing. With the use of deep fakes, you'll no longer be able to tell when a president or a newscast is actually broadcasting or if it was simply an AI made video. He says, why bother searching yourself when you can just ask the oracle? That is the world we live in. Everybody wants things to be easy. They don't want to work for an answer. How dangerous is that, though, when everyone's answers are coming from something that can be programmed? The world is telling us where it's going, and you can listen or you can ignore it. We're watching the foundation being laid for what we are told is to come. Revelation 13.15 says, He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. We're told that it's an image. That could be many things. With the rise of AI getting bodies that look human and move like humans, I can see how Satan could use that to dupe the people, to give it breath, make it look like a god. If AI is able to change scripture and rewrite what's allowed in this world, including the Bible and Christianity, it doesn't take much to see the trajectory that we're headed. We're told to keep our thoughts on eternity, to be cleansed and renewed by the word, to see to it that no one takes us captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than Christ. We're to be spiritually minded and not be conformed to this world. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We're destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We are to stand up for truth. That is laid out for us in scripture. We're to destroy everything that makes it harder for people to come to the true knowledge of God. This is a hill we can die on, a place where rigidity is needed and required of us. Stay strong, my friends. Until next time, know truth, love truth, share truth, because Jesus is the truth. Be blessed.